Okay, there we go, folks. I have started and I've also muted all of you. So um, if anybody has a question while I do this, it's just me today. I'm going to cover five points with you guys about what I'm thinking in today's market. And uh, you guys ask questions, interrupt, interject, do any of that. But in order to do it, you have to hit star six on your phone. Okay? Make sense? All right, so let's get going. All right, so the first thing I want to talk about is, you know, yeah, we know the market's changing. It's still a great market, but it's changing. I mean, we're, the inventory's, and by the way, in my opinion, these are all good. The other market was just a little too crazy. Unless you own property and are selling, okay, uh, and not buying, <laughs> right? You're like, uh, well, I have uh, a whole bunch of extra properties I want to sell. Well, that's great because then you had the best market ever in the history of, you know, the, the world in the United States anyway, right? So, so um, the, um, but now you got, you can have a little bit more inventory on the market. It's going to be more of a market that, especially people that want to produce and sell real estate, that you'll be able to thrive in. So the first question I have is, I wrote down clients. Where and how do you treat them? Where being, where do you get them? Okay. So and, uh, I, I will tell you, I also did a video this morning about lead follow-up. And everybody in your database um, that you've been talking to over the last year or so that's thinking about buying or selling, I would re-get in touch with them. Sellers, because, you know, I mean, it's very possible historically with, with what's going on with now, inflation, interest rates, it's very possible that prices are going to level out. So if they're waiting for the peak, okay, um, we may just have regular appreciation now, not massive double digit every year. Okay, so still makes it a great real estate investment. But if someone's retiring or if someone, you know, it may make sense for someone who's been waiting to sell now. You don't know unless you call and talk to them. Just don't use doomsday stuff. Well, you know, uh, the market could tank and we, that's a bunch of crap. I think everybody knows, with the exception of some of the news organizations that just love, I mean, their job is to get ratings. So sensationalizing everything is what they do. So other than them, I would say, every, I think everybody realizes we're not going to have a tanking market. We're going to have a slight adjustment to the market. So there's all kinds of opportunities for you guys. So go through your database. Decide where you're going to get your clients. And when I say decide where, I mean, are you going to, you know, get more into your farm? Are you, going to, you definitely should be calling, talking to, visiting, emailing, mailing everybody in your sphere. And when I say mail in your sphere, not group mailing, individual. I talked to Murad today, okay? Hey, Murad, can I send him a handwritten note? Murad, very nice talking to you today about your son and how you drop him off. Every, I know Murad's in my coaching. Drops him off every day at school, right? And, you know, what? I would personalize it by saying something about Murad I would know, okay? And then, because and then, they open a handwritten one, you know, and not the mass-produced looks-like handwritten one because you can tell those aren't handwritten. I'm talking about actually use that prehistoric thing called a pen, write on an envelope, put a stamp on it. Even if you're like me, I, you know, I donate to uh, St. Jude's and I get those little uh, My Address stickers on them. I put them right at the corner. I still use the mail. Tina makes fun of me all the time, but I, some of my bills and something I do by the mail. Okay? So, you know, the, um, I, I think it's important for you to definitely have a routine for your sphere. Okay? Don't fear the sphere. Everybody should be calling them, talk, even go visit them. Do the Brian Buffini thing. Go visit them. That's okay. It's okay, too. Um, you can do that. I like calling, and I like uh, making sure they're on my email list as far as neighborhood reports, newsletters, and I like calling. When you're really good on the phone, 
it's almost like they visited you. Plus, everybody in my sphere is also in my social media feed, which sees my videos. And even if they're not watching them, they see me doing them, which reminds them of who I am. Okay? So have a routine like that. So the question is, where are you going to get your clients? Okay? If, if Amanda's on the call, Amanda, just hit star six for a second so I can uh, – well, if Amanda, if you're on the call, I'm going to stop by your office. I was unsure as of Friday, but I'm definitely coming by to uh, say hi to Mike and everybody while he's there, okay? I'm, I, can, I can only stay for about 30 minutes, but I will be there. All right, so uh, that's number one, clients. Where are you going to get them? How are you going to treat them? And make sure you go through your whole sphere and your database right now. I think it's crit critically important that you do that, all right? Second on my list is who's your competition, okay, because – I think your competition is going to change slightly because I think people are going to start to realize that, uh, you know, discount brokers aren't the way to go. And, and it's your job to let them know why. Everybody I talk to, including someone, no names mentioned, that I paid golf with on Sunday, one of our agents. I love playing with our agents. Get to know them better. And uh, also, you know, it's a, uh, it's, a, it's a blast playing golf. And we all have, we have a lot in common when we're in the same business, right? Okay, so... I, um, uh, he kept track of exactly how much business he's lost this year. I think it was $5 million. Uh, they listed with somebody else because they were discount brokers, because of price, because all kinds of different things. Okay, first thing I told him was stop doing that. <laughs> Don't keep track of what you're losing. Keep track of what you're winning. But why are you losing some deals? And I would say it's because of your competition. And really, to me, the only competition is in the mirror. You guys have the best brand on the planet. If you're not... Um, you know, portraying that you're the best deal on the planet for them, then you're going to lose deals because of it. Everybody you talk to today, you should just assume that they're also talking to a commission cutter because a lot of them are, all right? Now, that's why, you know, speaking, speaking of Mike Ferry, Mike Ferry's at the Sahara branch today. I always use his um, pre-qualifying script. I mean, they're just common sense questions. So I love about the Mike Ferry system. It's common sense. Are you talking to anybody else about the sale of your home? Okay, that's the second question. I think it's a great question because you should know. Well, I'm going to put, the, my, I'm going to put that idea into their mind. No, you're not. They've either thought about it before or they haven't. You think you're going to go, well, I wasn't thinking about someone else until you mentioned it. Now I'm going to, no, they don't do that. You think they do, but they don't. Okay, so you have to have a presentation that's rock solid. You have a presentation that shows them, even by paying a little more in commission, they're still going to net more money. Okay, I'm, I've already gone over that several times with you guys. If you want to know exactly how to do that, call me outside of this call. I'm happy to go over that with you. It's very simple. Uh, you do other people's, you do the market stats, you do your stats, and you know what the deal is. List the sale price and so forth, so you can show them that you are, you, you charge more commission but you make more, well, you, I shouldn't say you charge more, okay? You, char, you charge what our commission is, and then, uh, you know, there are out, people out there that charge less, but they also net you less. So the key, the key isn't what you pay, the key is what you net, and you have to go over that with them. And if you have a rock-solid presentation, you know, the Berkshire Hathaway one with the brand and everything, um, it's very rare the commission even comes up. I would say less than half the time it comes up, okay? So that's your competition and how to handle it. Third one is products and services. Okay, so are you using everything that we have with the VAC 2.0? You know, everybody in my database is going to be in my 
you know, they're going to be getting a newsletter and they're going to be getting a market report, I mean, a market or neighborhood. I like the neighborhood because okay, this is why I do it this way. The neighborhood report for me because it's super hyper-local and then I use the uh, newsletters because it's more national. So local, national, boom. And you're, you're covering, and to some people, the national thing will be more attractive and to other people the more, but anybody thinking of selling, they're going to be looking at that neighborhood report and it's going to notify you that they are and then you get in touch with them. See, it's all about becoming a super business person, salesperson. You know, don't leave any stone unturned. Cross all your T's, dot all your I's. Also, you know, along with getting in, because uh, uh, some people are into email, so a newsletter and a neighborhood report. You're going to get most people's attention with one of those two things. The other thing is, is everybody in my farm, everybody in my sphere is also friends with me on Facebook. There are also uh, connections on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, even, uh, what's the newest one, TikTok. TikTok, okay, because uh, I just put the same videos on TikTok, you know. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm a TikTok sensation, but at least they see you're relevant. Because remember, today, they're looking, when someone's looking you up, your resume is your social media. Your website is nice. It's, everyone's got to have one, and obviously with us, it's already set. All you have to do is use your current picture. You know how I joke about stressing current picture. If you can't use it at the DMV, it should not be on any of your marketing. All right? My little joke is if I have a picture with hair, it should not be on any of my marketing because that was moons ago that I actually had hair. Okay? So there you go. So that's your product and service. Advantages of working with your brand. I, I just kind of covered that. That's number four on my list. Advantages of working with your brand. Now, if you um, don't know these things, you need, to do, you need to do some homework, folks. It's kind of like if I'm working in a neighborhood and it's my farm, I'm going to know everything that is currently on the market at least once a week. And I would say if you're going out door knocking, you might want to update this every other day, is uh, you go through your, your, your farming area and you check for new listings, new sales, under contracts, closings. So when you go around uh, speaking to people or when you're prospecting, you can speak intelligently, all right, especially in the area that you're covering, covering. all right? So make sure um, that you're doing that. Um, advantages with working with your brand, we just covered that a little bit. So that, that means, you know, like what are the advantages? I mean, you, we have the best brand on the planet, most trusted name in, uh, you know, on the top 10 list of Fortune magazine every single year, or is it Forbes? It's one or the other, right? And then the last one is the market, okay? The market, meaning I know what's going on in my market. Okay, so here's, okay, when I say that, I mean, like, uh, how many active listings are on the market? If you're watching, all of our markets are climbing slightly, which is great. They'd have to get about four times, at least three times in most market, if not four times, just to be a normal market. Uh, anything below that is still a seller's market. Remember, if you have less than, depending on who you're talking to, some people will tell you five months, some people will tell you six. I would say when you hit that five-ish month of active inventory on the market, then it goes neutral. Four to five months is neutral. Everything above that is a buyer's market at that point. Okay? So now, some of you may be thinking, well, as inventory is climbing, Maybe I should fo keep focusing on buyers. And you should, but not until your prospecting is done. I don't know why, 
it's so hard for me to get across to you guys this, and it's what I did in my career, and I remember how hard it was for me too, is making making your contacts. Like we, when we started with the first one, which was clients, where are you going to get them from? You're going to get them from your, your sphere. You're going to get them from your farm. You're going to get them from expires. You're going to get them from sale by owners. You're going to get them from social media, okay, even, or even uh, online. We'll call that all online. All right, but you have to decide where you're going to spend your time in order to get those. Okay, I do know expireds are picking up a little bit. That's good. But when you see expireds picking up a little bit, um, I believe also a lot of people uh, will be calling them, even though they already have been calling them. But if you start early and you're consistent, you're going to get business from expireds, old expireds, the last year or two. People that couldn't get the price they wanted then, uh, I would call them up. You know, and if they ask you, is this the top of the market? You know what? Very well could be. I don't think so, but it could be. But it's definitely with the interest rates going up and everything going on with this wonderful administration of ours as far as inflation, gas prices, all that stuff is going to slow. I mean, that's what they're trying. I don't know if you guys know this, but that's what they're trying to do. That's what when you raise interest rates, you slow things, you intentionally slow things down because when less people buy, you're less affected by inflation. And then the people selling it will have to adjust their price to get more people interested in buying it. It's a, it's a really backwards way, in my opinion, to do it, but that's what the government does. Okay, so whatever. That, you couldn't run a real business like that, but you can run a government like that, I guess. All right, so, um, but that's what they're doing. They're intentionally, so, now, just like everything else, just like if you decide to start prospecting, if you decide to start making commit contacts, you know, um, you're going to uh, take a little while to create momentum. They're going to create, it's going to take a little while for them to create the momentum, but they're definitely um, making some headway, if you can see. Okay, now, does that mean that the market's going to come to a screeching halt? No. If it was going to come to a screeching halt, a pandemic two years ago would have done that. And all it did was stall the market slightly for a couple months, and then the market kicked in the gear. As a matter of fact, I believe last year was the best year in the history of real estate ever, 2021, because it had a backlog of people from the prior year, too. Okay? So this, so, and the second best year ever in the history of real estate was, I believe, 2020. And then you'd have to go back to, like, 2005 or six. Because that was crazy back then too. It didn't. It didn't equal 2021. That's for sure. Okay. So those are. Um, so you just got to decide. I mean, look at there. The people that are expired. There's going to be more of them. And unfortunately, there are still agents out there that'll take them overpriced, which is just really just ruining your seller's um, marketability. They're affecting the value of the property by being lazy and not telling them the truth. It should be called, you know. Um, what do you call it? When it, malpractice. should be called malpractice, but a lot, lot, no one's ever been sued for it, except I think in California and New York. Okay, for agents giving people the wrong price. It's so easy for you to give them the wrong price, devalue the property, because eventually if they're motivated enough, it's going to sell, but for less money, instead of just being brutally honest with them up front. Okay, that always has bothered me as an agent. So that's number one. Expires are going to be coming more. For sale by orders, now they're going to feel like they need you. Because those could sell themselves before. It's always for less money, but they don't know that. Remember, some people, their biggest, they consider paying you less commission more important than their net. It's a small percentage, but they do exist. Same with, same with, um, you know, uh, with, uh, with people selling their home and same with for sale by owners. They're more concerned with what you make than what they make. Weird, but true. So some people, you're never going to be able to get them, convince them, but, but a lot of people you are because you're giving them an objection handler that they've never heard before. They've never even considered a reality. 
Okay, so that's the, so and then so then uh, for sale by owners are going to need you more. I believe that your conversation with them is going to get better. Okay, so the question is, who are you talking to, and how are you going to create your leads? Okay, in this new market. Um, if you haven't been out and knocked your farm in a while, do that. If you don't have a farm, pick your last sale, pick your newest listing, go around with the just sold script, or go around with the you know I'm having an open house script. All of them work. And I'm just going to say this one more time. I know I'm a company guy. I know I'm technically in management, VP of sales, but I'm going to tell you right now, we have the best products and tools, and you should learn them. A lot of our top producers, when we introduced the VAC 2.0 about a year ago, a lot of them came out of things like top producer and wise agent, and they, and they had their assistants and themselves load up this system because it's rock star if you use it right. It's all branded for you. It looks tailor-made by you for them if you do it right and you look like a rock star. People ask me all the time today, what would I do if I got back into real estate today? I wouldn't change any of the stock stuff we use. As a matter of fact, everything with my marketing, for me, okay, for success series, for my coaching, all comes from stock stuff, you know, from, um, from, from the VAC or the Resource Center. Okay, nothing super customized. You guys are the ones that want to spend all the money on that. Now, some of you in the super high end should. Most of us don't need to. Because it's a distraction, right? It's a distraction. Well, I've got to get my, like people tell me all the time, well, I've got to get the scripts down before I use them. No, you don't. You've got to get them down while using them. Great thing about real estate is you get to earn while you learn. Other professions, you can't do that. Okay? So you got to, number one, clients decide where you're going to get them and how you're going to treat them. Look at always, you always want to under-promise and over-deliver. That's the way you want to be in real estate. All right, that's you know, how you want to be in life, even in your relationships. Okay, who is your competition? Um, I would say it's going to get slimmer and slimmer because when, as, as sellers believe they need more help, it's going to be easier for you to take them away from the commission cutters. All right, although right now it's still, you know, still something you should be definitely concerned about and have a presentation to handle. Okay, number three is products and services. Like, what are you using? Are you using the VAC 2.0? Do you know? Are you using, you know, the, um, uh, you know, the, the newsletters? Are you using the... Um, uh, you know, uh, neighborhood reports, market reports, are you using all that stuff? You should be. Okay, it's all good stuff. And you want to make sure that you're, you know it inside out, upside down and backwards, and everybody in your sphere and in your farm is in there because, you know, it's just, it's just another way of touching them. Some people like email, some people like texting, some people like phone calls, some people like social media. If you're using all of them, you got a really good chance. It's like casting a net over your market area, Okay. And then number, number five is you've got to know the market is. You've got to know exactly what, okay, is going on in your market and in your marketplace, right? Like you have to know how many homes are on the market. What, what's the days on market? What's the average list, the sale price going for now, right? In your neighborhood or your farm, all right? What's, um, you know, what's on the market? What's sold recently? What's, what's, what's currently pending? What's actively listed? You should know all of that. And, if, and it's going to take you a little time to know all that. That way, when you're talking to people, all right, you have confidence. You feel more confident about yourself, and you have confidence in what you're talking about. And remember, today, you know, buyers and sellers have never been more educated. They've never had more information at their fingertips. Not all of it's accurate, but it's still way better than it has been in the past. Like Zillow. Now, Zillow, it looks like Zillow is more accurate in their pricing now because they're not buying anything anymore. Redfin's probably a little higher than them. All right? 
So there you go. That's the gist of my call today. Does anybody have any questions for me about anything I've covered today? Hit star six, and then I can hear you. Star six. Don't be shy. No questions. Hi, Rick. Oh, hey, Murad. Uh, I just wanted to add uh, something that I learned lately well, and I've been implementing it is when clients or people ask you questions, uh, most of the time the ideal thing is to answer with a question so you can get more dig deeper in what they're really looking for, what, is, what, what really motivates them, what is behind the question. Even as simple like, hey, how is the market doing? Or uh, even like, even the weather, how is the weather doing? Okay, great. The weather is, where, which weather are we talking about? Are we talking in the southwest? Are we talking in Summerlin? Are we talking in northern Nevada? So you always try to answer back with the question to get more down deep. Yes. Yeah, it's the old um, answer the question, repeat, approve, ask the next question. So, the, you know, how's the market? The market's actually pretty good, but it depends on what you're doing. Are you guys looking to buy or sell, right? So that's why, yeah. So always, always answer it is my opinion because, you know, then they get irritated with you if you don't and then ask them, I agree with you, ask another question to dig deeper and start the conversation rolling. Excellent point. Excellent point. And I guess with the weather, it depends. Do you, are you an Eskimo or do you, because <laughs> you might not like it if you're an Eskimo. It's pretty hot here now, right? So yes, um, all right, cool. Anything, anything, anything uh, above that, Murad? All good. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, great question. I love it, and great, I mean, a great thought over and above what we were talking about. Who else? Anybody else have a question or a thought or an interjection that you want to add? Star six is how I hear you. Star six is how we all hear you. Okay, good. I'll let you guys go five minutes early. Here's the, G, here's the deal, okay? Um, this market change, it's, you know, even people getting their licenses, the amount of people getting their licenses has gone down, which is really good for the people who have licenses. Less competition is always better for you, okay? A certain amount makes it work, but a little less, uh, once you get to that number, okay, uh, having a little less is good, or I should say not bad anyway. So you've got to decide how you're going to maximize this current market with the actions you're going to take. You have everything in front of you. Once again, if you're not in my coaching, join my coaching. All you have to do is email Michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-E, -E, only one L, and then, and then the letter A, so M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A at B-H-H-S-N-V, like Nevada, dot com. A lot of you know that pattern. All right, so join my coaching, get involved. It's free. I do have a little room, very little, but I do have some room available right now. And if you, so if I can help you guys, I'd love to do that. Let's keep it rocking, and we will do this again in exactly one week. Thanks, thanks everybody. Thanks, Rick.